Hebrews chapter 10, verses 32 through 39. But recall the former days when after you were enlightened, you endured a hard struggle with sufferings, sometimes being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction, and sometimes being partners with those so so treated. For you had compassion on those in prison, and you joyfully accepted the plundering of your property, since you knew that you yourselves had a better possession and an abiding one. Therefore, don't throw away your confidence, which has such a great reward, for you have need of endurance, so that when you have done the will of God, you may receive what is promised for, quote, yet a little while, and the coming one will, not, will come and will not delay. But my righteous one shall live by faith, and if he shrinks back, my soul has no pleasure in him, end quote. But we are not of those who shrink back and are destroyed, but of those who have faith and preserve their souls. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. All right. Joined today by the con man, the great Greg Conley. And, you know, we're continuing to play hopscotch around the Bible this Advent season. And Greg, we're in Hebrews 10, um, which gosh, I love Hebrews. And this is such a triumphant word. I love where this ends, but we are not of those who shrink back. Um, you know, it's, it's such a like locker room speech kind of feel. Um, and so today, you know, the author of Hebrews is, is addressing suffering. Um, this is a a hot potato joyfully accepting the plundering of property. Oh boy. Oof. Um, (laughs) and then, uh, you know, confidence, faith, perseverance. Greg, please, we're begging you. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Hebrews 10? This this kind of makes me, the first word that I think of when I read this passage is the word perspective. Like recalling the, the proper perspective of knowing that your ultimate trust is in Christ and in nothing else. Mm. And I think that, it, that essentially the writer of Hebrews is bringing you back to that proper perspective. And that's sort of the locker room speech. Like, don't forget who you are. Don't forget where your hope is. And don't forget the things that you were, that you didn't seem as nothing to you because you knew that. Mm-hmm. And it makes me think of, you know, I think oftentimes when people become Christians, you sort of have this initial burst of enthusiasm where you're just, you know, like take it all. I'm, I'm, I'm all in here, yep. you know? And then <clears throat> I think sometimes what happens is like, not necessarily the world, but I think there's even like some of this in the church a little bit where people are like, hey, t- take it easy there, big guy. <laughs> like, you know, you can't give up all your money to, to yeah. charity. You can't do that. That's not practical. Yeah. Right. You can't do that. Like you can't, you can't just throw yourself into this 110%. That's just not how the world works. You, yeah. you gotta, you gotta think a little more practically, buddy. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some of that can be wisdom, right? There can be some over enthusiasm, but I do think there's also a little bit of like, like if you're doing these things, if you're that sold out for Christ, it does appear to the world to be very unpractical. Like, mm. like, you know, sort of the examples that he gives, like being publicly exposed to reproach and affliction and sometimes being partners with those so treated. Like most people, why are you doing that? Why are you costing, you know, letting your reputation be mm-hmm. ruined by being associated with this religion or being associated with those people? That doesn't seem to make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the, the plundering of your, of your, uh, your material wealth, boy, if we couldn't spend an hour on that in America, Ooh. 
Um, take my stuff? What are you yeah. crazy? Like I, I love Jesus and all yeah, that. I love my Xbox get it. too. Come like, and get that's it. crazy. Yeah. You know, like, that's insane. Yeah. Oh um, man. But like the idea that you used to welcome that, you used to be okay with it, and it's like there was a loss. There's a little bit of a loss of perspective. You know, yeah. you're like, oh, well, now I kind of want to hold on to my stuff, right? Like I was okay giving up some stuff, but now maybe yeah. I'm a little because time passes. And I think that what he's what the writer is calling us back to is like, you know, don't throw away your confidence, right? Mm-hmm. And it's interesting that he says confidence, right? Because like your confidence was in Christ, so none of this mattered to you. Your reputation didn't matter to you because your confidence was in Christ, not in your own reputation. Mm-hmm. Your property didn't matter to you because your confidence was in Christ. How many times does Christ say in the Gospels, like, what are you worried about tomorrow for? Like, you think I don't, you think God doesn't, you know, his eyes on the sparrow. I know he watches me, right? Like, you know, you sing that in church and then all of a sudden you're like, oh gosh, what happens if my stuff gets taken? What's the, you know, the author of all creation going to do to sustain me? It's because you've forgotten your confidence in Christ. And I think that this is such a great, like, like you said, like a pump up message. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and what he says, the quote that he says, where he says, my righteous one shall live by faith. Mm-hmm. Right. And reminding you, like, you're supposed to be living by faith, which is scary, yeah. which is not easy. It's, you know. Faith is not some easy thing that you're just like, oh, I just have faith, figure yeah. it out. The people who are flippant like that, you know, faith is is a is a difficult thing. Faith's hard. It's a fight. Um, you know, you I always think of the uh, uh, the example that when Kierkegaard talks about Abraham, he talks about when Abraham and Isaac go to the top of the mountain to be sacrificed. Mm-hmm. Abraham has to hold two ideas in his head. Yeah. One is that he completely is going to sacrifice his son, and the other is that there's no way he's going to sacrifice his son. Yeah, yeah. Because if he doesn't think he's going to sacrifice Isaac, then there's nothing amazing about walking up that mountain. Mm. But the, the he's like the idea about faith is like is like having these two contradicting ideas in your head and sticking with them anyways, right? Mm-hmm. But like it is absolutely ridiculous to just like let your stuff be plundered. Mm-hmm. At the same time, like you you have faith in the fact that God will provide for you, and if He doesn't, mm-hmm. your ultimate confidence is in Christ, which is a much longer uh, eternity is much longer than the seventy or so years you spent here. And yeah. so to me, I think it's just like as a Christian, like man, like recall your confidence. I think you could do that every day. And be like, man, what am I doing? What am I angry about? What am I worried about? What am I holding on to too much? I need to recall my confidence in my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And it's just, it pumps me up. Dude, absolutely. This idea, I mean, we you were hitting on it. This idea of joyfully accepting the plundering of your property. Um, you know, we might wish that it was just here in Hebrews 10. <laughs> Sadly, it's not. <laughs> but, uh, you know, Jesus's teaching is like just beyond radical mm-hmm. on this sort of topic. Um, you know, that, and that's exactly what the action of these believers and this teaching in Hebrews 10 is referring to and, and built upon, you know, Jesus says, give to the person who begs to you. And then if somebody, you know, steals your cloak, give them your tunic. Also, if someone forces you to go a mile with them, go two miles with them also. Mm-hmm. I mean, what on earth? Like, it's like this call to basically let yourself be taken advantage of. Which, you know, I don't think that's ever been natural for any human being, but yeah. I think definitely, you know, in, in Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death America um, and just in the generalized, like individualized Western world, um, certainly not any sort of instinct that we'd be used to. And that is like a, something that, that that is as unavoidably a teaching of Jesus as is what he teaches about lust or sexuality or any mm-hmm. of the other teachings that we're more comfortable with. Yeah. And, you know, of course there's nuance, of course there's whatever, but also like maybe some things are not as like nuanced as we like to like work them out to be. 
uh, you know, I think like there is this, 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 you know, for lack of a better word, maybe this kind of like reckless trust in mm -hmm. God's provision and in God's grace and in the riches of heaven. And what I, what I love about it is again, what you said, the key word here that the author of Hebrews gets to is confidence. Don't throw away your confidence. You know, I think when, um, we hear this idea of like following Jesus faithfully is in the, is in a sense it is like opening up yourself to be taken advantage of in certain scenarios. Um, that sounds soft because like that is the world's definition of soft, mm -hmm. but really like, you know, what, what's actually like soft, what's actually fragile it is being scared for dear life of losing yourself. You know, it, it's like living in this defensive protective posture. And what happens when we have the spirit of God and when we have the hope of the gospel and when it starts, and I mean, I, I'm, you know, far from like exhibiting this, it's like, this is something that I aspire to and I hope we all aspire to. But as that like sinks into our soul, um, you know, the, the things that we hold dear, our grasps just become so much more loose and everything rather than being an opportunity to enrich our life becomes an opportunity to bear witness to the hope of the gospel. And, uh, man, if that's not challenge, if that's not the, you know, talk about last week, the foolishness of the cross, mm -hmm. if that's not the foolishness of the cross, I don't know what it is. <laughs> oh, I love the way you, you, know, you talk about like how this teaching can be hard like <clears throat> compared to some of the other teachings and i think it's always a warning when when christ says something very clear and you try to try to like explain it away <laughs> well you know he didn't really mean it like yeah. that like the way he said it he meant it like in a way that's a lot easier for me to comply with <laughs> because on one hand you, you you're, you're making a number of errors one is what you're trying to explain away the word of god but two you're also oh. trying to make it easier for you to stomach Mm. Right. It's like this teaching's hard for me. So I'm going to try to make it easier for me to get by. And you're like, actually what Jesus does calls to is radical, which is it, it's radically beautiful. And it's radically frank. Mm. The freedom of Christ, like the freedom you get from having confidence in Christ, mm -hmm. not just freedom from sin, but freedom from worry, freedom from everything, because all of a sudden your confidence is completely put in him. I think it's something that we, we don't necessarily appreciate all the time. Yeah. Especially if you, you you're Christian, you're going to swim in the water with other Christians. You don't really appreciate that. Like, man, like this is such a gift to be free. Um, mm. And this is just a, this past is such a great reminder. Gosh, man. I love it. I love it. Greg, we might've lost our jobs today, but <laughs> we have fun doing it. That's right. <laughs> we had a good time doing it. All right. Well, we are going to continue to uh, push through this Advent series and, and wind down the calendar year of 2023, which is crazy. Um, but we'll be back. And so we'll see you tomorrow. Sorry for the great, Greg Conley, the man of the capital. Um, this is Will Carlisle. We'll see you tomorrow on our Daily Rhythm. Thanks for listening to Our Daily Rhythm. I'm Jason Dees, one of the pastors of Christ Covenant, and Our Daily Rhythm is a ministry of our church designed to help you more faithfully and effectively meditate on God's Word. If you ever have a question for us about one of our Bible readings or one of your own Bible readings, please don't hesitate to text us at 404-465-1737. Again, that's 404-465-1737. Or email me directly at jason at christcovenant.com. 
We'll meet you again tomorrow for our daily rhythm.